Welcome in, folks. Clint. What is this? Nick. What show is this? David, Talker Go Home. Oh, it's an actual yeah. show show. So, uh... I ran out of shirt, so... Ow. I just hit my knee. Um, I ran out of yeah, shirts. Yeah, so, you know, I, I forgot... We gotta get more consistent on the promo side of things and how we promo stuff. Okay. We gotta get way more consistent. We're not going to. Okay. But we've got Or go to. home. So, this is going to be my attempt to encourage everybody to subscribe to Lens Plus. Rate, review the podcast on whatever platform they're listening. You know how you get better at this? We just record it and you put it at the start of every episode. That's cheating, though. It's not genuine. Sure it is. It's just a recording. You know, I'm I'm in the moment. I chose to remember it because it means something to me, to this podcast, for me to remember it and then try to convince them that they need to rate the podcast. Submit a review. You know, give us five stars, submit a review, or don't give us five stars, just review it. Give us three. You know, it doesn't matter. Just give Give us us a rating. Give us a review. If you don't like the show, let us know. If you do, let us know. On YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever. On Google Podcasts, it doesn't matter. And then, if you want some bonus content, subscribe to Lens Plus. You're going to get episodes a week earlier than everybody else. You're going to get all our bonus content, all that good stuff. So, and, and we got more stuff and coming down the pipe. More stuff coming down the pipe. More stuff coming soon that we've hinted at several times, but we have yet to announce. St- what are you doing? Well, I think are, you, are you playing cards over there? Well, yeah. I'm playing cards by myself. Oh, okay. Solitaire. Mm-hmm. Hit me. <laughs> So, um, what are we talking about today, Nick? SNL. Okay. Live from New York, it's Saturday night. So, uh, way past its prime. Well, that was going to be so, really, that was going to be kind of what I was going to start out with. Is, okay. Like, do I don't you know. Feel like, been times. Do you feel like it's culturally as significant as it is now as it has been in no, the past? Absolutely. And not. will it ever be culturally as significant as it was, you know, let's say like in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s? So. Because in my opinion, that was the peak. 90s, 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you had the, those great casts, but you can't, you can't put down the 80s either because, you know, you had. Um, what was Eddie Murphy on there? In the 80s. I mean, he's the only. Cast member to host, right? Ever in no. SNL history? No. Yeah, I think yeah. he was. Well, Sanders been there. No, I'm talking about why he, he was, was on, the on the cast. Oh, yes, he yes, hosted. That is true. That, but see, those were the low years for yeah. SNL. That's when they were like, he was the show basically. Eddie right. Murphy. People tuned in to watch him. That was it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But, you know, I mean, and people kind of forget that Chevy Chase is only there for a year, but, you know. I think people want to forget that. <laughs> That's true. Because he was so hard to deal with. Um, but, you know, I think, didn't Bill Murray get his start there? Yeah, Bill Murray. Uh, Steve, Chevy Chase. Steve Martin. Did Steve Martin get his start on SNL, though? I want to say he did, but I might be wrong. I think Steve Martin was just, a like, one of the first stand-up comedians. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't. Was he? He wasn't a. Was he a cast? Was he on that first cast? I thought he was. I don't know. I'm Steve out. I think he's known for being a stand-up comedian, but uh, Chevy Chase was on there. Bill Murray. God, they're on season forty-eight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, season fifty's coming up. Well, that's usually how that works. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. <laughs> um, I don't know. Here's the thing, and and it seems to be this way as of late. You know, in my opinion, and I'm and I'm not the biggest Will Ferrell guy. Like I think some of the stuff he does is is funny and hilarious. But it seemed to me that I, he was kind of that last of that breed from the '90s to leave. Yeah. And like, it's not really been this. It's not been as consistent since. There's times yeah. when there's some stuff that's just freaking hilarious. They. Um, they and then there's some times when it's just like they just go too far. Yeah. And there's times they make it way too political. In my opinion, 
you know, e- e- either red or blue. I mean, they make it too political sometimes. So, well, the know. news I think is really funny right now. I think it's probably the funniest it's ever been, but it's way liberal, of course. You're talking about weekend update, yeah, weekend yeah. update. But it's, I agree, I think, it is yeah. funny. Well, what, what's funny is when they is when they're trying they, to crack they, each other. They right, make yeah. each other. Well, they make each other say they're each other's jokes, any right. inappropriate yeah. things. Yeah, and like so that's the thing that that's kept me watching. But you know, or not kept me watching, kept me up to date with it. But um, Woody Harrelson just hosted the other day, yeah. and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I thought his his whole show was very good. See, I hadn't seen an entire episode since the 40th anniversary. Yeah. That's how long it's been. And I remember so that years. being a big deal. And the only reason I was, I was in college, and the only reason I wanted to watch was well, because they, they brought one. everybody back. Well, they did another one not long ago. Because it was like the first time Eddie Murphy had been back in a long time, and the first time Chevy Chase had been back in a long time. And... Like they had a, you know, they had a lot. I was Steve say. Martin on the cast? Did we figure? So that? the original 1975 cast titled "The Not Ready for Primetime Players" included Lorraine Newman, John Belushi, Jane Curtin, Gilda Radner, Dan Aykroyd, Garrett Morris, and Chevy Chase. Gilda Radner was the first person hired after Lorne Michaels himself. Um. <clears throat> wow, did not know that Chevy Chase only signed his one-year writer's contract. He refused to sign his performer's contract, which is why he left after one year. Hmm. Um, uh, I don't see, after Chase left the show, he was replaced by Bill Murray. Um, which I've always heard they they don't really get along very well. Or which, didn't. Was, which was interesting because, you know, they Caddyshack. shared that scene in, in Caddyshack, yeah. which if, you know, one of my favorite podcasts, if you go ahead and listen to the the Confused Breakfasts, review of Caddyshack they talk about oh what's his name uh, the director of Caddyshack the guy he played it he was one of the Ghostbusters he was um, the nerdy guy yeah. on Ghostbusters you know who I'm talking, I know about? Who you're talking about Spangler Stangler whatever his name was Spangler was Spangler yeah. Spangler Stangler Spangler yeah that character that the guy that played that character yeah, he, he, was, he, was, he was in Stripes with Bill Murray as yes. well yeah. yeah he uh, they didn't have a scene together because neither one of those characters was a main character. They were both cameo characters. Sure. Well, as the as they brought them on set, he wanted to the director wanted to expand their roles in the movie because he thought their addition, the more screen time they gave the movie, the, the better the movie was going to become. And so that scene where they are together right. was not even in the script at all. Really? Uh, at least that's what the confused breakfast. Yeah. Said. Ghostbusters funny. Is that supposed to be a comedy? It's kind Action of dark, adventure dark comedy. comedy, maybe. I, it's got I, I some funny moments. Yeah. I, I don't remember laughing one time. I don't, th- <laughs> I don't think it's considered a comedy. I think it's considered more like an action adventure. Should I watch it again? Would it be funnier? Now? When was the last time you saw it? Bill Murray's character is funny in it. Oh, he's Because he's basically just trying to get laid the whole time. I mean, but some of the lines say that here, and his sarca- sarcasm? I guess so. I, I did. So. Stripes, I watched that. I would probably... Wa- Choose to watch Stripes. Over it says it's a supernatural yeah. comedy film. Ghostbusters is a 1984 American supernatural comedy film direct, directed and uh, produced by Ivan Reitman. Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis directed Caddyshack. Yeah. Harold Ramis. Yeah, yeah. I remember Ray Parker Jr. did the song. I think I bought Super that cassette strange. tape. Hey, that's a great song. That was good. The Ghostbusters Call. song, but the Ghostbusters. movie. Ghostbusters. Huh? No, it's not Harold Ramis. Was it Harold Ramis? Yeah. 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 He, yeah. He yeah. Yeah. He was a Russell, Russell Ziski in Stripes. He co-wrote both, uh, yeah, Egon Spangler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, back to the lecture at hand. He died in 2014. And had a ghostly cameo in the new Ghostbusters film. I, I don't watch Saturday Night Live a whole lot now, but I do watch one every now and then. Yeah, so, I, watch, I, mean, I usually find about, a reels or something on Facebook, and it kind of points to some stuff. Like, I'll see the weekend update stuff, and that's pretty funny, just because it's <coughs> written for somebody else, you know, from a different point of view, and like you said, it, it is a little liberal for the most part. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, and in in my opinion, SNL is at its best when it when it parodies life, real life. Yeah, when it when it's not trying to push an agenda, when it's not like every other medium, when it's not trying to force a belief system onto somebody or to something or to someone. Um, I I think SNL's uh, best when it's just. We're gonna we're gonna do everything we can to take this weird situation and use it to make you laugh. Are you talking about the Waffle House? Yes. Thing? Yeah. That that's one of the best SNL skits they've come up with in a long time, in my opinion. And who was the host? Uh, 
Jenny Ortega, I think. Look up SNL Jenny Ortega Waffle House skit. Yeah, the, hilarious. Now, I don't watch it's so true. I don't watch it a whole lot, but that is three of the funniest things that I've seen in a while would be the Cola Guard commercial. Yeah, that was great with Woody Harrelson. Are these in your top amazing. five? Well, these are like commercials. I, they're not going to be my skits. <sighs> I, I don't know. I don't know. If that I, Waffle I House know. thing, if it's a skit, that could be top five. Now, the Cola Guard thing and then that State Farm Insurance thing was really funny, that commercial. I don't remember that one. Which one? You know where the State Farm guy takes oh, the man's place? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And at yeah, the end, he, yeah. it drives him into the hands of the other insurance yeah. company. And then the Waffle House thing. And then one commercial I remember from years ago was uh, a beer commercial. And it was called Smith's Gay yeah. Beer. Do you remember that one? <laughs> I've watched it before. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty Smits. good. Schmitz or Smith's? I think it was called Smith's Gay. Smith's Gay Beer. Yeah. Smith's yeah, yeah, Gay yeah, Beer. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. Could they have gotten away with that today? Well, I was thinking about a lot of things that they used to do that... I... Schmitz. Schmitz Gay. gay. Yeah. Schmitz Gay with uh, Sandler and Farley. Yeah. Yeah. Schmidt's gay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, could they do that? Um, probably not. I, I highly doubt it. Okay, that song it was obviously like a like a major parody. Well, I was thinking about that. That song that I was singing in mm-hmm. the Bronco today. Could they get away with that? Which one? Oh uh, no. Could you no. do that today? I I think they could. I think, think if if the roles were right, I think one person could do that and get away with it, but another person couldn't. I don't. I don't know, man. I depends on who sings it. Yeah, yeah. It depends on. I think it depends on who sings it. Yeah. Um, let's see. And so that, you that at, was early. That was early in the beginning. Now, when did it go bad? When did SNL get really bad? Because there was a time. Smith, I th- yeah, I love Smith. I yeah. think. I think. I think. Lorne Michaels left, like in the late 80s, yeah, right? Yeah, so I guess when he left. And then it got bad, and he came back, and it took him a while to get the wheels back on, right? Yeah. It took him it took him a little bit. But then the mid-90s, man, they started hitting their stride. And, I, I mean, early to mid-90s through the early to mid-2000s. Well, think dude. about think about how many like dude. stars were created, too, during that time. Oh, yeah. Like, the biggest, obviously, being what, Will Ferrell? I would argue it's probably Adam Sandler. I wonder who's got bigger office box box office draw office box, is that box office draw? Sandler, and you know what's I'm ironic sure. is he got fired from SNL. That's the ironic thing. Really, Sandler was fired from SNL. Was he not? I, I believe you're right. Lauren Michaels fired him. By the way, the fact that Mike Myers, Doctor Evil character, is loosely based on Lauren Michaels. Makes me so happy. Right. Right. Because if you listen to Lauren Michaels, <laughs> yeah. you can hear the Lauren Michaels yeah. in that Dr. Evil. That's how Lauren Michaels talks. Yeah, right. Sandler and Farley and all that bunch. Well, Sandler and Farley, and then, of course, Spade. And, you know, Spade, I think, I would argue Spade's probably had more small screen success than he has big screen success. Small screen being, what do you mean, TV? TV. You know, Just Shoot Me. Yeah. Things like that. Rules of engagement. Rules of engagement, exactly. So, um, the Emperor's New Groove was great. Yeah, and I'm trying to think, just like who else would have been in, during that time? Well, Horatio Sands, I thought he was funny. He was funny. He wasn't there for long, I don't think. Well, he was there for a couple of a couple of seasons, I want to say two or three, maybe four. I think there was Sandler. Yeah, him and Jimmy Fallon. Well, it might have been right after together. though. Like you could just tell. And like Jimmy that, Fallon like, might be might be probably the third out of that group. I feel like that's like most success. Obviously, yeah. he's doing you know the Tonight Show now, so maybe was that you possibly that's that was me. Okay, Horatio uh, Sands he was in the Cork Soakers. <laughs> I was gonna, but say. that's not in my top five though. So they took the. It got really bad. Ratings got really bad. Well, they're they're still not great, and that's in the thing too. I think in the mid eighties, mm-hmm. yeah. I think too that, like, I don't understand why this why this show's still on. Sometimes I don't understand why the Simpsons are still on because like people get their media differently now, yeah. and these older shows just aren't as popular. Like they just don't strike the same nerve with the young generation, like they did with us. Because yeah. television was such a big thing for us from you know the mid '80s all the way up to. The mid two thousands. Well, if you maybe? really loved a show, you scheduled you scheduled your night around. Like I remember scheduling 
scheduling my Wednesdays mm-hmm. around Lost. Yeah. Well, see, and it just so happened that we were always over at Justin Williams's house on yeah. a Friday night. So when we got done eating pizza and goofing off like we always did, we'd watch Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Well, I think people my age and your age probably still pay attention to it, know it's on, and watch it. But sure. like today's, I mean, you pro- you probably. You said you don't watch it much. TV? Yeah. If like it's not a live... I mean, you, you can't remember the last time you sat down and watched one. If it's not a live sporting event, I'm probably not watching it. Well, I record it. I record it every week. If there's somebody on there I want to see, yeah. I'll watch some of it. So like they, had a, they had a skit the other day talking about the weather balloon, you know, the weather balloon that went yeah. from China coming all the way through where they had, like... This this Asian guy that's on the show dressed up in this we- as a weather balloon. He's like, yeah. I'm just a lowly weather balloon, just out here floating. And all of a sudden, y'all shot me down. And I'm just sitting here floating yeah. in the ocean. Now. Yeah, and yeah. it was just funny. Is it? Do you think that was that funny? I get what was it, it? it was. No. It was funny for SNL recently. Like it's not like you know Schmidt's gay. It's yeah. not now, the Waffle House fat guy in a little funny. coat. That was the, funny. Yeah, that, that was one was funny. And they miss opportunities. They're so liberal sometimes. They miss opportunities. I was talking about this with you with Kamala Harris. Vice President, that speech yeah. she made to the basketball team after they got beat. Yeah. That would be a perfect opportunity. Sure. To do a skit on something like that. They missed But, you know, there. Will Ferrell playing Janet Reno, like, I know that's political, but that is hilarious is to hilarious. me. Like, it's not it's not the same. It's you know, so they did all the Trump stuff, and, and it's not necessarily because of the political leanings. It's just like, it's like low-hanging fruit for them. Like, oh, yeah. hey, this was funny. Let's just take it. Exactly, it's like, yeah. Used to, like, they they go way overboard. Now, I think that's why it was so funny, like, when Farrell would do it. And who was it that did the – they had a guy that did the Clinton stuff. And wasn't it, was it not uh, Farrell that did uh, George W. Bush? Yeah. Oh, and he did a great George yeah. W. too. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, here yeah, 24-7. That's, that's 24 days out of the month. That's seven hours a day. Got a little cat nap in. <laughs> it sounded like Phil Hartman may have done some of that. I don't, president stuff. Did, he did Phil Hartman do a president? I don't, I don't know, know, but man, the, I the older I get, man, the more I miss. Phil he did Hartman. some yeah. Clinton, didn't he? Didn't Phil did Hartman he? do some Clinton? I don't know. I don't know if he did or not. I know uh, uh, Dana Dana Carvey did Ross Bush. Perot, yeah. and that was yeah. And I think he did old man Bush. old man Bush, Bush, Bush too. Yeah, H-W, yeah. So yeah, because he went to the White House and did yeah Bush at the White House. Yeah. yeah. So not prudent. <laughs> no, not prudent. <laughs> But, you know, in his own right, you know, George Bush, love him or hate him, he was funny no matter what anyway. The the funniest thing I think George W. Bush, George w. Bush ever did was when he left a speech and he walked to the right and went to some doors that were locked yeah. and he twisted, <laughs> like, turned around and walked yep. the other yep. way. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Was that was that in uh, the Kremlin or something? I in, think uh, so. Yeah, like, he's sitting there, sitting there the d- d- doing a speech yeah. and turns and, around and, and, and walks away he, very <laughs> presidential <laughs> and like, like and nothing's happening. Yeah, <laughs> and he like, looks around and walks the other yeah. way. Or I'm sorry. or at Trump's or Trump's inauguration when he's trying to put the poncho on yeah. and he's struggling with the poncho. Yeah, that was yeah, funny. Man, that's just uh, funny. Yeah. Uh, the one of the funniest <laughs> sketches that I've seen them do recently, like that's a mo- what I would consider like a modern contemporary sketch. Ryan Gosling was the host, mm-hmm. and it's the one where they're interviewing the three people about being abducted by aliens. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't guess I've seen this one. You haven't seen uh-uh. this, dude. It's hilarious, and it's um. It's got the two girls. The two girls. Oh, what's Leia. her? What's the? What's the one? I'm just Leia. Yeah, what's her name? Yeah. Cecily Strong is one yeah. of them. Yeah. Ryan Gosling, and then the other one. That's the funny one. I can't remember mm. because I say the funny one because she's like Ryan Gosling and Cecily Strong's character. They're like, we just we were taken up in this beautiful ray of light and floated in this amazing spaceship and they set us down on this soft bed of grass she's like i got shot out of a toilet <laughs> and like and just like and completely and, different from yeah, everybody else's mood like landed on the roof of a of a, a long john silvers or something <laughs> and uh i was naked and all kinds of stuff and ryan goslin is over here he cannot yeah. he can't he yeah can't like hide him breaking and I think that's a funny thing about it is that too. too. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. getting the, the break. Ones, yeah. And Jimmy yeah. Fallon was the worst. Like I don't know. Jim- Bill Hader was bad too. Yeah, he was. Jimmy Fallon breaking character, like that was so funny that it made it to like Family Guy. Yeah. Like yeah. like cuz there's a part where like somehow or another the Griffins go on their version of Saturday Night Live and he's like you know, beating up, beating up uh, Jimmy Fallon's like, you're always breaking character and all this. Now, where's the SOB that slept with my daughter? And it turned out to be Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. And he's already beat him up. So it was just, I don't know. Uh, one of the one of the most memorable episodes, 
in terms of like knowing or, or seeing him break character was when Horatio Sands was in it, but it was that episode where Sean Hayes hosted. And this was from the 90s. And so Will and Grace was real popular. I guess that's why they had Sean Hayes on. But it's Jimmy Fallon and Sean Hayes, and they're two workers in like this, you know, goth, punk, modern, diesel type boutique. Mm. And uh, Jimmy Fallon, he's cracking the whip. I know, no, 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 no. This is this that. this isn't that one. I've seen that one. This is. I keep but, finding that. I keep. And they're talking about we've got to go to Milan or whatever. And Will Ferrell pulls in on a little scooter, and he gets a phone call, and he opens up this phone that's like this large. He's, like, hello, <laughs> I'm going to Milan. Pack your bags. He closes. I'm going to Milan. Pack your bags, and they're all just breaking down. And, and doesn't like, he like have laughing. a trouble with the scooter getting it turned yeah. around? He like bumps he into it, stuff, yeah, and yeah. Will Ferrell's about to lose it too. Yeah, it's oh god, it's great. It's just, it's, oh, man, it's amazing. It's just, when they break, it's, it just, like, Bill Hader and the Californians. Yeah. When Fred Armisen walks in. But see, and I don't like the Californians. You I, don't, I think it's hilarious. I don't like, I don't like it. I'm that right. that first one where it's like, hop on the 405 and go back to Mulholland where you belong. And Bill Hader's just like, you know, and he's supposed to do the, you know, like that, that staring in the camera yeah. where it's like he's scared or shocked and he misses his cue and he, and it makes him break even more. Yeah. Um, and then there's that one where, where him and Bill Hader and Fred Armisen are bellhops at a hotel or something. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Are there concierge or, or bellhops, doorman, whatever. And the people are coming out and they have to deal with them and they're talking and they just completely break down right. saying stupid. They have a weird accent, like a Russian accent, yeah. and they break down what they're saying. I don't know. When they break character, to me, it just adds to the effect it that does. it's live. I mean, it's live. It's live. You know? But We're doing it live. <laughs> but speaking of live, I think one of the one of the great things, too, you know, again, this is yesteryear, you know, you get like Sinead O'Connor. Like she's been banned, can't come back, whatever, you know, for all of her stuff that she did during yeah. her live performance. But like they even said the same thing about Nirvana. You know, Nirvana, Smell Like Teen Spirit was the big thing back in the 90s. We want you to come on and play that song. And they're like, well, we want to play a different song. And they're like, no, you can't play a different song. So they come out. The first song they play, Smell Like Teen Spirit. The next song they play when they weren't supposed to play. And it got over. So they're like, okay, I guess it's okay. And like, so it's just that kind of like behind the scenes drama yeah. of stuff. You don't hear about that anymore. Everybody's like very, we're going to do this song. Okay, we're going to do this song. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Okay, that's fine. You know, there's no like... They don't, like, if it's scheduled to do this, they're going to do it, and they're not necessarily going to break character or break break away and kind of go into business for themselves, so to speak. So, you know, I guess that may, maybe the spontaneity of it is is kind of gone as well. Yeah. And maybe that's what it is. And, and, and now it's just everybody's trying to break character and trying to get somebody to break character, you know. Like here, if I, you know, did something and made you laugh, obviously I made you break character here on this show right now. And it seems to me that's what more of that's about. And and honestly, I don't think it's like as funny either. Like it's it's one thing to break character because of a funny moment or a funny joke, but it's another thing to break character just because you're on live TV and you just panic and all you can do is laugh. And I feel like, well, what about Stefan? Bill Hader's Stefan character on Weekend Update. Do you know what I'm talking about? He would come in and review. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you know why he would do that? Because he was cracking up. Now, do you know why he was cracking up? No. Because one of the writers, oh, I can't remember his name. One of the writers for that, I think he might have been the head writer at the time. Uh, he's a comedian now. He's gone off and done his own thing, and I cannot think of his name. Skinny guy, brown hair, semi-tallish to average height. I can't remember his name. Anyway, clean cut. Um, he would like, so they'd go, they'd, they'd do jokes in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Well, he'd go in between rehearsal and the live show. Change the would joke. Change or add stuff to the joke. So the first time he would read it. Was then. Like uh, like there's a joke that Stefan does, something about, I, I forget the guy, but he says like a, car, a guy's name, Carl somebody maybe. I can't remember. Anyway, but like that was the first time Bill Hader had read that. Yeah. And so a part of his, he would, Stephon, he would do this as Stefan to hide the fact, like cover his mouth and nose. To have the fact that he was laughing and breaking character right. because that guy, that other writer, was trying trying to, to get him to break trying character. to make him break character yeah. on TV, and so Bill Hader, being the professional that he is, is doing everything he can to hide yeah. the fact that he's breaking character. Yeah. 
but I, so to me, I think it's those nuances behind that that make it that make it cool, you know. But see, like I, I view that SNL used to be a little bit more edgy, like not edgy, like like you were talking about. We can't we can't get away with some of the stuff now that we did back then. But they're a part of that problem, though. They because are. They're reinforcing a narrative of PC, you know, progressive. Like they they're they're definitely aiming at one sect of the population and making fun of the other. And I think like love it or hate it, you know, people people kind of gravitate either to or away from the Chappelle show whenever it was on. But whenever Dave Chappelle's on Saturday Night Live, it draws ratings. You can say whatever you want about it. It will draw a yeah. rating because people can't wait to see what he's going to say because he's very non-script anyway. And I think some of those out there have been some of the best ones because it's it's basically real talk at that point. Like, you know, I am I wasn't big into – Saturday Night Live, you know, back in the '80s heyday of like of Eddie Murphy or whatever. But Buckwheat, Eddie yeah. Murphy is Buckwheat is freaking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Joe Piscopo. Yeah, and uh, who was it? the hot tub? Yeah, James it's Brown's hot, hot tub. tub. Yeah, that's hilarious to me. But like, it can't get over now. Oh, Buckwheat! I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> I got shot, but we got shot. Oh, Tay. <laughs> so he, t- he sang "Free Frimes a Matey." <laughs> Who wrote that song? I don't know. Did Lionel Richie do that one too? Maybe. Once, twice, three times a lady. No. Was that Kenny Rogers? That's Kenny Rogers one. Might have been. So in So do y'all have like a favorite performer? Like Let me let me throw this out there. Okay. Hold on. Because this sort of we'll get to that. Kenan Thompson speculated in August, who's been a longtime cast member, speculated in August twenty twenty two that Saturday Night Live may come to an end altogether. After its 50th season in 2025. Yeah. Lauren Michaels said in an interview on CBS Mornings that he is, quote, committed to doing the show until its 50th anniversary. I'd like to see that through, and I have a feeling that would be a really good time to leave. End quote. Thompson has stated that it would make sense financially for NBC to end the show after Michaels' retirement. So... They're losing know. money. They're probably losing money. Well, you know, when you look at the ratings here, I, I've got their ratings right here. Their ratings... Uh, for the 2020-2021 season, drew about 9 million people an episode. But says during the pandemic, and that's when like people are at home and they're waiting for something new. And that's, uh, it, it, you know, when you go back to 2016 when they were averaging almost 10, just over 10 million viewers an episode, you know, 9, 9 million viewers an episode, 10 million viewers an episode, 8 million viewers an episode. Um, Where's, the lowest, dip? Where's the big dip at, though? Uh, 05... So that's to right. That's right after Farrell left. I'm pretty oh, sure. Up to 08. they they barely averaged. They could barely get seven million. They didn't but even see. Get I don't know what that number seven. actually means anymore because, like, are people actually watching it or is it just happen to be on? You know, you can go to a yeah. local barbecue spot and this this one be on Fox, this one be on ABC, and this one over here be on NBC, and maybe it's something like that. I don't know, but I I just have a hard time saying that they're getting ten million views. Especially when you look at something like USFL or XFL, and I know those are ESPN or even Fox, even, but like they can't get that many views. But it's but it's football. Maybe it's bad football. Don't get me wrong, but you're telling me SNL outdraws any kind of football? I I just don't buy that. Well, I mean, you know, I do feel like, especially nowadays, SNL is definitely aimed at more of an urban, yeah, uh, young urban audience. But I feel like the medium that it's on, primetime network television, that's you're you're aiming at an audience that's not there where when and where you want it to be. Sure. So they're casting all these minorities, all these progressives, all these liberals, and they're trying to make it young and relevant and new. But the very like nature of the show and the fact that it's live on a Saturday night on primetime network television makes it unwatchable by the very audience with which you want to watch it because that's not where that audience is. No. They're not on NBC. They're not scrolling through their direct they're TV not, or yeah, cable Yeah, they're not or showing they're not going through their TV they're on a Friday night. They're out on Saturday night doing yeah. something. So guess what? Uh if they're going to watch it, they're going to record it or they're going to get it through a streaming service of some sort. Exactly. Like, or like watch Network. it on demand. Right. Yeah. So, but that that leads me to this too like if you change the medium and you put Saturday Night Live on HBO and you can basically do whatever you want, is it better? Mm. I don't know if it is. 
I don't know. I think a part of the magic is that they have to restrain themselves. They right. have to make it work with restraint. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's six and one half a dozen the other. Like what? What? When you say what, that. what can you? What can you fix? Yeah. To make it better. Yeah. I don't know if you can at this point. Yeah. Now I will say one thing. I think that SNL recently, you know, I think they have a star in the making with Keenan Thompson, and I think it's really revitalized his career from being this. Nickelodeon kind of kid, yeah. whatever, and all of a sudden he kind of went away. And now he's back, and he kind of got his his you know revived start at SNL, you know. And I think he's eventually going to be you know the next kind of star out of it. But to me, like Keenan Thompson's not really all that funny. Just in me personally, Keenan Thompson's been on SNL since two thousand and three. See, that's he's crazy. been on twenty years. That's crazy. I think he's funny. I think he's funny. I, like I love Keenan Thompson, and and to me his. Uh, Jeopardy host mm-hmm. is great. The Black Jeopardy, yeah, yeah. Well, just he does all of them, right? I guess all now. the Jeopardy. Um, I don't know if they skits. do that skit anymore. Obviously, Trebek passed away. Burt and, Reynolds, yeah, and, yeah. Norm McDonald played him. Wasn't he? See, Norm McDonald's weekend updates were like, "Holy crap! I can't believe he just said that." Like, were you talking about like, if it was on HBO? But I don't even watch. I can't, I can't could watch HBO, but I don't even watch anything on HBO anyway. Well, I'm just saying, like. If it was better and more edgy because you could get away with doing some stuff that you can't get by with on network TV, would it help the show's ratings? Maybe, maybe I mean, not, because then you're limiting who actually can watch it. It's bad enough anyway. Yeah, it is. It is. So. But I'm, I'm with y'all. You know, I'll, I'll watch a highlight and say, hey, i got to go back and watch that. You know, so. That's but, insane. He, Kenan Thompson is the show's longest-serving cast member. I mean, dude, twenty years. See, I think like, he's just years. been there like the last four years. I don't. I didn't think he was. I didn't know he was there for twenty years. No. Twenty years, and you know they don't make like a ton of money. Like they maybe oh, make no. one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, two hundred thousand dollars a year. Which I mean, when you think TV, like you think, yeah, but you think living a New, lot of money. living in New York, that ain't a lot of money. Exactly. Well, I mean, Kenan Thompson may be the exception to that rule because he's been there so long. But he's been I mean, some movies too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's all you make. That's all they make. I think so. I don't. Two hundred thousand. I don't think the compensation's a lot. I read that somewhere. I could be wrong. It's not. I'm not reading it here, but he probably makes more than that. Yeah, there's no way he doesn't. I mean, that that's. But that when I read that, that blew my mind. That that was it. That was their only their compensation. That might be like a first, like a year, first season type Mm -hmm. cast member. Um, Which you know, there's two different kinds of cast members. There's what the show calls repertory players, Mm -hmm. and then featured players. And repertory players, I think, are your like that's like your main cast, right? And then your featured players are your guy, your folks that get a little bit less airtime that still have to prove themselves. Sure, your, your newer folks, like everybody on the twenty twenty two twenty twenty three cast that are featured players, they've all joined within the last two years. Everybody else that's a that's a feature uh, a repertory player, excuse me, has been there for a minute. Has been there since you know two thousand. Like Keenan Thompson's a yeah. repertory player, so. Um, yeah, Kenan Thompson is the oldest cast member by 11 years. Wow. The next two most tenured are Michael Che and Colin Jost, who host Weekend Update, and they joined in 2014. So who, who's who got the longest run of any cast member ever? I think it's Kenan Thompson. Is it Kenan Thompson? I think it's Kenan Thompson at 20 years. That's crazy. Uh, favorite Favorite host? Man, that's tough. Like anytime they get somebody that's been on their five time, you get to the five time club yeah. or whatever. Those are always good. I feel like so. Steve Martin yeah. e- episodes are really good. It seems like yeah, I like that. Steve Martin, Martin Short. I like Martin Short's a good one. Justin Timberlake's usually pretty good. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Will Ferrell's good. Will Ferrell's I like good. Will Ferrell's hosting. I tell you one that maybe it's overrated now, but at one point it was kind of underrated. Is the one with Peyton Manning. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now they've tried to capture that magic ever since then. Yeah. They, they have. can't. They can't replicate it because it feels like it's the same jokes that he did with somebody else, like Michael Phelps. Like yeah. Michael Phelps getting up there and you know shaking like the, you know that doesn't do the same thing as Peyton does because you see Peyton. But, but Peyton's funny. Like Peyton oh, just Peyton's, has just, yeah. he's naturally. Funny, and you wouldn't expect it. No, Peyton's places on ESPN Plus is a hilarious yeah. thing to watch. He's got a great sense of humor. He really does. And like, I, I would love to see him as like, you know, who is? I won't say Bart Starr, but Bart Starr wouldn't have. 
I guess Joe Namath would be the closest Hollywood yeah. guy, yeah. you know, since since that time or before that time. But anyway, um, I would, I would, I don't know. It, it, it's it's that that's tough. That's tough to to determine who is my favorite host. I, I guess I really hadn't thought about it. Yeah. Like I said, the, the five timers club stuff. I mean, like that's a reoccurring joke, and you can do it with anybody that's done it five times. And what you do, you end up bringing all the other five timers on, and y'all yep. have this. You know, here you are with the smoking jacket, and like yep. it's 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 played out, and it's it, it's just, but it's still funny. I thought yeah. uh, probably John Goodman. I thought he was always pretty good on there. Yeah, and he, he, and he was. He's hosted a good many times. And Woody Harrelson. You know, I think I think Jim Carrey being in it was pretty funny because because culturally, you know, he got his start on in Living Color. Yep. You know, that was a Fox thing, and then of course, you know, that went away, and then after a couple of years, they had Mad TV Mad for a TV. little bit. And is that not where Horatio got his start? Was he a Mad TV guy? I I, I want to say he might have been, but don't hold me to that. But you know, they've they've seen some competition come and go, and you know, they're still still going. Whether they're going strong or not, it's debatable, but. You know they're still going. It's almost been fifty years. I wouldn't say they're going strong right now. I feel like Saturday Night Live is is. I'm not gonna say they're treading water, but they've definitely got their head above water, and they're not drowning like they're going through a big change right now. Cash. Yeah, yeah. They just had a big right turnover. Well, big turnover. You know, and maybe if you put somebody in it besides Lauren Michaels, maybe it does better. I don't know. You don't think you, so? You don't think so? I don't think so either. I don't. There's something about that the way he thinks that makes. But what the way he thinks may be what makes the show feel old. Not nostalgic, but old. And I'll give you a good example of that. And and don't shun me when I say this. Vince McMahon, WWE. Yeah. Going in the tank. People were tired of it. You know, now it took a sex scandal to get him out, but he he got out. Why are you keep look? I know it's small. No, I'm looking at the seams. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, they're busting. Yeah, I understand. I like it. I understand. Thank you. It's hot. Schmidt's gay. Um, All right. <laughs> not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it took a sex scandal to get him out, but now somebody else is kind of leading it and doing all the writing, and it's it's gotten fun, it's gotten creative, you know, and it's it's brought people back into watching. And I'm wondering yeah. if maybe it just needs a shot in the arm kind of thing. You know, may, maybe maybe a Will Ferrell coming in. You know, Will Ferrell does the funnierdie.com or whatever. Used to, yeah. Well, Before him and Adam McKay broke up. Right. Yeah. But, you know, maybe you get an Adam McKay in there. I, I don't know. I'm just saying just somebody comes in with a little different view and, and makes it fun and relevant again. I almost feel like if you don't change the platform or the, or the way that it's distributed, it's not going to matter. To me, the problem isn't the guy running it. To me, the problem is inherent to the, the format media. that it's in. It's a live Saturday night program on an outdated medium of live network television. Like it, to, to me, it's the the format that's 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 the main problem. Not to say that it wouldn't benefit it if Lauren Michaels left, but I don't know. That WWE is that the same audience, or is or, or is that a different audience? Is that people that have come back to watching it, or is it just a totally new audience? Bit of both. Bit of both, but that's you one know, thing. We're saying not live had a big change. It would just probably be a totally new audience. But you know, that's the thing too. A lot of people will say that any kind of competition will will either make or break you. You know, for years WWE's had nothing. Well, they've got AEW now, and they're like, oh well, all these younger kids are going to this. We got to do something to kind of compete. You know, now they got to up their game to compete, or they're going to fail. You know, it's the same thing with with Saturday Night Live with In Living Color. I remember watching In Living Color. Because it's the hip new thing. It was, it I was remember, catchy. I remember, it was new. Yeah. You know, it was kind of edgy at the time. You had the, the with the fly girls come yeah. out there and dance and all that kind of stuff. And then you know that went off. And then Mad TV came, and it was a different a different way of doing See, it. Mad TV is what I what I remember big time. Right, Kenny Rogers Jackass from Mad TV is freaking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like they would not, they would never have done that on SNL. I don't think. Yeah, like. There's that, you know, there's a line there that, not necessarily a line, but there's like something there they wouldn't cross because it's not like a real world thing. I don't feel like Burt Reynolds doing Celebrity Jeopardy. You can see Burt Reynolds doing Celebrity Jeopardy. Could you see Kenny Rogers doing Jackass? No. no. Like, that was something that they said, hey, let's put this. It's like a like a spinny wheel. They said, spin this one, spin this one. Kenny Whatever Rogers, Jackass, yeah. make it, go. Yeah. You know, and that's, it, it was new. Like it wasn't anything that was just, 
easy to come up with, but it was kind of edgy and new, and, and it worked. Yeah. I you guess know, I'm, if there was a big change, I guess I might watch it. But yeah. like late night TV, I know. don't watch late night TV. Well, see, I don't. Even, I don't either. Like after Letterman and uh, Conan, after yeah. he, I just I don't watch any of it. Yeah, anymore. that's one guy I find funnier and funnier and funnier. Right the, now, the older I get, Conan. Conan yeah. Or are you I don't watching him on something right now? No, I'm going back and watching yeah. him. Well, yeah. You know, he's got that podcast. I don't. I don't I just, he's got a podcast, and it's really good. Is he not on TBS anymore? I, I think know. he's on HBO. Okay. Because it was Carson and Letterman, and then eventually Conan. But after Conan left, I don't watch any, See, I think any everybody's, late night anymore. I think the things that everybody can watch are so different now that they just kind of look for anything but TV. Well, those are just my guys. And then when yeah. they left, I just... Even though I like those other people on Saturday Night Live, I just right. I don't pay any attention to it. I don't, but, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm not interested. But like, in it. what brings you back to the Cowboys? You know, what do you Stall, call, Stallback's not there. What do you Aitman's call that? Um, midlife crisis? Is that what it is? <laughs> okay. Is that what you call it? Okay. What do you call it besides midlife crisis? What's that term? Crazy. <laughs> yeah, crazy. There's another one. You're longing for those things of the past. Yeah. You know, that, nostalgic. Nostalgic. Yeah. yeah. Nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, you know. Conan O'Brien from 1998, excuse me, from 1988 to 1991 was a writer at SNL. Yes. And And for a year or maybe two, he's with The Simpsons, too. Yeah. And wrote uh, from 91 to 93, he left SNL to go write for The Simpsons. Yeah. Why do I want to buy a vet so bad? (laughs) Corvette? You've had a a shove it. (laughs) (laughs) I can afford a Corvette. You look finding one. <laughs> a shove at? Shove at. <laughs> yeah. Hatchback. <laughs> I, can, I, can spoil, I can afford one of them. That's great. I might drive it down and watch the Stallions game. There you go. Uh, no, you won't. You hate the Stallions now. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out. In 2018, Conan O'Brien's production company, Team Coco, partnered with Earwolf to launch his own weekly podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. The podcast debuted uh, with Will Ferrell as the first guest. Um, you listen to it? Is it good? I've I've seen clips. I haven't listened to an entire episode. Uh, in May 2022, the podcast, as well as the entire Team Coco digital media business, was sold to Sirius XM for $150 million. Wow. So I could live on that. I could buy a vet with that. <laughs> you could buy a real shove it. Yeah. A Two of them. Two shove <laughs> Two shove Chibi shove it. Samantha. Oh, that's... So, favorite skit of all time. All right. You've been doing my well, five. Well, favorite, favorite cast member of all time. Let's do that one first. Favorite cast member of all time? Yeah. Famous, not famous, whatever. What, what just, who's your favorite? Like, you, you would turn on the TV and wait to watch that guy. Bill Hader. Okay. It's got to be Bill Hader. Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, they're all up there. Yeah. Bill Hader owned me. Yeah. And just about everything he did. That's just me. I, I don't know. I guess I'd have to go back to the Eddie Murphy yeah. days and Joe Piscopo, I thought. Was, See, thought mine, was mine, for obvious reasons, is probably Chris Farley. Like, I would I would watch Chris Farley. Now, like, is and, and he's one of my favorites of all time, obviously, but it's like you just had a different kind of funny with him. And, like, he was relatable because he's kind of an every guy. But he's super funny too. Like you could really relate to him, you know, minus the you know coke and alcohol. Yeah, I just I know which one's gonna be your favorite one. Probably I just thought about it. <laughs> I didn't have that one. I know what your favorite's gonna be. I'm sure. Okay, I can't wait to hear that. You mean to say what I think your favorite one's gonna be? I I get. I guess Nick's just now making his. I am the okay. Chip, the Chippendale dancer. Is that your favorite? That's got to be his that's, favorite. That's, that's in my top one for you. That's in is my it? Top five. Is it? Is it your number one? So, uh, hold on. Did you say who your favorite performer was? Yeah, it, probably Eddie Murphy. God, that's such a good one and too. Joe Piscopo. Yeah. Golly, that era. Hmm. The Chippendale dancer not gonna be in my top five, but I just I just not thought about that. That was that was, that was, that was and great. it's got and that's the thing too like. If your joke has staying power and people are still talking about it, if your skit has staying power and people are still talking about it, then it was a good skit. Yeah. You know, I I can't tell you that, you know, in two years from now, anybody's going to be saying anything about that weather balloon skit. Or, you know, the the color guard skit with uh, Woody Harrelson with the, the color guard boxes coming to get your poop. God, that was 
That was funny. Perfect. That was perfect. Apolitical. Sure. It leaned into the comedy and and was tongue in cheek with the host. Yep. And then you know, kind of got dark with the little cartoon boxes coming to steal your poop. But but that but I mean, <laughs> funny though. Yeah. I mean, it was funny. Hilarious. Like like. And I now every time I see that commercial, that's all I can think of is that little box coming to steal my poop. Yeah. Like, holding a knife, like, I'm here to get your poop. Don't make me get it out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I think I laughed harder at that Waffle House thing. That Waffle House. God, that Waffle House, house that Waffle House skit was amazing. Because you you could really go somewhere and see that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Going, I have. Anywhere I think in Florida. we all have. Anywhere I think we've all witnessed a Waffle sure. House being like that. Or a Huddle House or something. I mean. But see, here's maybe. the thing with, with Saturday Night Live skits before we get into our tops, and I guess I should start writing some stuff down. But uh, the um, SNL skits, to me, are going to be a lot like movies like everything's going to be in my top five there might be 15 in my top five i couldn't and i but i would never tell you what's my favorite like i i love the the unicef commercial that peyton manning did with the kids when he's like sitting there playing football he's like hey go long or whatever and he hits him in the back of the head yeah, that's like good. that crap is yeah. you'll never beat that not with peyton manning for sure but you know the 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 uh chippendale skit schmidt's gay uh Van down by the river. Yeah, I mean, oh my goodness! They're, like the list can go on with. Like I could probably have a top five for for three or four different cast members. You know. Oh yeah, it's hard to have a top five. Um, <laughs> I got five. Okay, but it's hard to have a top five. It really is. That's why I can't. I can't commit to I a got, top, I, top I, five I got songs. Five. You know. Go ahead. All right, y'all go ahead, and I'll just. I'll just. I, I'm not going to partake with a top five because I can't yeah. narrow it down. But I'll tell you some of my favorites. All right, that uh, I got, I got two. You give one, I'll give one. No, I got I got two that I want to mention before I get to my top five. I didn't make the top five. Honorable mention is uh the chopping broccoli song by Dana Carvey. You ever seen that when <laughs> yeah. him and Phil Hartman was yeah. in there, where he's just making up songs, yeah. chopping broccoli, and then the one Gus Chiggins with Will Ferrell, the Gus Gold Chiggins. <laughs> that, I thought that was hilarious. They all because they did that with a cold open one time, is it not? I don't know if that was a cold open. I think it was a cold open. I don't know. They they all broke character with that one, too, and that was hilarious. All right, go. All right. I, I had done my top so, five yet. Well, so my honorable mention, the Californians, the first one, okay? And um, the the one that I mentioned about with Will Ferrell and Sean Hayes and Jimmy Fallon and Horatio Sands in the store. In the, in the, store, in the gap or whatever it um, is. But my, 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 if I'm going to put a number on it, my number five is the Gus Chiggins old prospector skit. That's my <laughs> number five. Because there were so many killers. Tracy Morgan, Will Ferrell. Um, Horatio's in there. Horatio yeah. Sands. Who's the, guy at, who's the guy at the front playing the, the officer? Jimmy Fallon, but who's the guy up front? He played in at Night at the Roxbury. Chris Kattan. Chris Kattan is in it. Dun, yeah, like killer freaking cast. Kenya yeah. Thompson might have been in there. Killer freaking cast. Uh, great. Laughed my butt off. Laugh, laugh my butt off every time I watch it. So, five. You do that, five. You, yeah, you do your five, and then I'll come back to me, and we'll just here. <laughs> All right, number five was when, I guess, when Jaws was popular. They had the Jaws, the shark knocking on the door. It's, it's not, I don't think it's real funny, but. Just the, just the context of it's funny. He's though. knocking on the door, and then uh, they'll say, who is it? And he'll say, Candy Ground. The reason I, I like that one <laughs> is because I do that when people come knock on my door. I'll just yell out, Candy Ground. But nobody, none of the students know nothing no, about no, what I'm talking no, about. But like it could not. be the superintendent at the door, but I'll still yell out, Candy Ground. What do you yell at? What do you yell when somebody knocks on the bathroom? Come in. And your sub, <laughs> he had a sub. He texts me Friday. <laughs> he had a sub. You know, people kind of know I say come in when they knock on the door. That no, what's don't. going on? <laughs> His sub was here the other day and knocked on the bathroom door, and I said come in. You know, he wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Oh he did it gosh. to a random person. Yeah, a random person. He did it to a random person. Yeah, but like I say that, Candy Graham, nobody knows what I'm talking about. Oh, me? Okay, here we go. The Jason Sudeikis, Jamie Foxx court scene where Jason Sudeikis is that old country, like Colonel Sanders type yes. judge. Yes. Woo, Lordy! You know, talking <laughs> like that. And Jamie, Fo and Jamie Foxx breaks character because he's Jamie Foxx is the bailiff. Right. Oh, God, dude. Oh, that, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, the court scene. That, yeah. 
Ooh, sweet child. <laughs> just, he just gets me every time. Yeah, man. I forgot about oh that. God. That's good. Yeah, that's my number four. Sorry. All right. Candy Graham. All right, the uh, Debbie Downer with man. Lindsay Lohan. Yes, I love that there. skit. God, I, I like all it. them, but the one when she was on there, when they all, because Horatio's on that one. Yeah, they all were they at character. Disney World? Yeah, they all broke character in that, too. Sweaty Balls. Yeah. yeah. Sweaty Balls. That's that's a pretty funny one because yeah. it's, well, it's Sweaty Balls. Yeah, I, mean. I, thought, I thought about that. I thought about writing <laughs> that one down. Uh, the Hot Tub skit, my number three. The Hot Tub oh, skit with Will Ferrell. And the, and the Debbie Downer chick. What's her name? What is her name? I, Rachel Dratch. Rachel Dratch. Yeah. With Will so, Ferrell and yeah. Rachel Dratch. And... Like so, there's several of those. Which one's your favorite? Uh, the the OG with Jimmy Fallon. With Jimmy Fallon yeah. and um, I can't remember. Well, you e. got ET e. girl. What the heck is her name? I don't know. Fifty first dates. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Is that the original? because uh, yeah, that Lohan might be the one I'm thinking about. Well, you got Celebrity Hot Tub too with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Celebrity Hot. Gotta get in the hot tub. Ooh, what is a little hot? Hot tub. Werrell. Will? Will? Will Ferrell? SNL. Let's see. Hot Tub Will Ferrell SNL skit. Because it's the one with Jimmy uh, Fallon, and he's like, Hot hey, Tub Lovers. Yeah. Now, there's a good Hot Tub one with... Uh, Drew Barrymore? With, no, with oh. Will Ferrell and Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. Where, that, one, that was hilarious. That's that's an honorable mention, too. Excuse me. With, where Jim Carrey is the, the lifeguard. lifeguard. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Like, so he throws the thing. Has to, Nobody can go in the deep end now. Yeah, hold on. So this is, this is. You better not play too much. No, yeah, it's not. It's not Fifty First Dates. It's Stranger Things. What's her name? No, this one I'm talking about is, is Drew Barrymore. You're talking about Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Yeah, yeah that's Winona Ryder, Jimmy Fallon, and then Will Ferrell and Rachel Dratch's character coming. Oh, love, darling, darling lover, darling lover. Yeah, that it, gosh, hilarious. <laughs> Above above the water is calm, but underneath <laughs> the water, <laughs> the hands are mingling. Jimmy Fallon goes. It's hilarious, dude. Hey, like, oh, Jimmy my Fallon, Because the one I'm talking about, Jimmy Fallon is, like, losing it. And he's like, yep, and, and yep. Will Ferrell keeps going, Dave, Dave, Dave David, David, David. And he finally, Jimmy Dave. Fallon goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the one I'm talking yeah. about. Then. That's the one yeah, I'm talking about. that's got Drew Barrymore in it. Okay, that's Drew Barrymore. That's the one I'm talking about. I guess the original was Winona Ryder. Yeah, and they have, like, the lamb chop or whatever. They're yes. both, like, trying yeah. to eat it. Like, Dave. Dave. Dave, taste the lamb chop. David. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. Oh, where are we at, number three? Uh, You're on three. All right. I like the Californians. When they break character, there's one in particular. When they break character, I can't remember who's the female. Can't Chris, remember. Kristen Wiig. Yeah, she's on yeah. there. Yeah, there's one of those that was so hilarious to me when they all just broke down. But I like the Californians anyway. It's like I said, that's pretty in much my, any of the Californians. That's in my honorable mention. Yeah, they they did a good Californians, and I can't remember who uh, was in there. I think on the SNL 40, they did a Californian skit. It was really good, but they did it live. I think. Speaking of the 40th anniversary SNL uh, episode, Celebrity Jeopardy from that episode where Will Ferrell comes back and du- and plays Alex Trebek. And, and, and Alex Trebek comes out. Jim Carrey comes and plays uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Norm MacDonald comes back and plays Burt Reynolds. You know, you got a whole, like, like a bunch of OG celebrity right. Jeopardy people. Freaking hilarious. Jim Carrey missed... Misses one of his sound cues, and mm-hmm. it's it's funny. It's awesome. Yeah, the Celebrity Jeopardy with uh, French Stewart. Or, uh, is it is it Jimmy Fallon playing French Stewart? I believe. And somebody I can't remember the guy that played Sean Connery. He was always hilarious. Yeah, he was a writer. Oh, okay, because he also plays Trump sometimes. Oh, okay, that same. That's guy. right. He's That's a right. he's a writer, but yeah. And then uh, Norm Macdonald as Burt Reynolds. Yeah, is well. You know, an album cover like the 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 categories and an, an album cover, and then Sean Connery get up there and go, "I'll take anal bum cover for four hundred <laughs> <laughs> Everything has got to be sexual with, yeah. with that Sean Connery character. Uh, this yeah. is the sound a doggy makes. That's not what your mother was yeah. saying last night, Trebek. <laughs> Moo. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Well, that's the sound your mother was making. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just terrible. But funny. <laughs> Go ahead. What's the difference between your mother and a duck? 
All right, there was uh, Martin Short was playing like the Queen's assistant. Yes. And yes. Bill Hader was the doctor. The, yeah, gynecologist. Yeah, the gynecologist. And that was, yeah, that was pretty good one. I that was hilarious. Have you seen that? Yeah. God, it's funny. All right, so my number one. I mean, y'all y'all knew this was coming. Yeah. You, you everybody that's listening knows what I'm about to say. You do too. Yeah, I did my two. What the, is the Celebrity Jeopardy? Okay. 40th anniversary. Uh, but my 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 favorite is just just because it's so culturally significant. But it's funny and it's simple and it's just so, just so funny. Like, and I think a part of the reason that it's funny is it's got Christopher Walken in it. Mm-hmm. But the Cowbell. the more cowbell with Will Ferrell and and Chris Kattan and Jimmy Fallon and Horatio Sands, all those guys, it's <laughs> Re- just really so funny. Really explore the room. But but what the the funniest part about it is not what anything says or what not what anybody says. It's the fact that Will Ferrell's shirt gets higher and higher. Every time, and the more and the more he like the physical comedy of that yeah. is just. I think it's it gives me every time. Um, I didn't I didn't hear a whole lot out of you guys. Um, like I always That's thought my that one. Um, Adam Sandler's um, Opera Man was pretty funny. Like it's kind of annoying, but it's pretty funny. Um, I do like the uh, the Hurley He Boy. That makes me laugh uncontrollably every time I hear it. What now? What? The Hurley He Boy. Okay. So. It's basically like this. How would you even? How would you describe it? It's it's like this infomercial. Yeah. And like you've got Chris Farley, and he's like, "Hi, here at the Hurley He Boy, we we offer this this service, whatever." And all of a sudden, it pans over to Adam Sandler, and Adam Sandler's like, "Please let me watch your fish. L- let me watch your fish. I'll, I will feed your fish." He's like, "Man, yeah. just let the boy help. You know, he's here to help. Just <laughs> let him help." And it goes back over to 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 Adam Sandler. He's like. Let me stay in your house. I was, I was just staying in the corner, and like, and then Will Ferrell or uh, uh, Chris Farley's like, "Let the boy stay in your house." The Hurley yeah, Boy yeah, House sitting yeah. service. Yeah. What about Goat Boy? I remember Goat, Goat Boy. Goat Boy was funny. Yeah, I got Cowbell number one. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um. Yeah. And they play, they, they play that skit at the Mississippi State games, right? Yeah, they play Cowboy. it at um. Yeah, admit they they'll like more cowbell and uh, like Christopher Walken that little excerpt. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> and, and you know the whole stadium erupts. And, yeah, um, the Lunch Lady Land skit with Adam Sandler. Yeah, man, and, God, and Chris Farley was hilarious. Uh, you know, of course, everybody's dressed up as the different food items coming mm-hmm. out. Um, at one point, I knew every word of that song. I don't know why. It's just that that funny. Uh, and, and, and honestly, I think that's probably my top two. You start looking at different people. Like, anything with with, with uh, Farley and Sandler in it was really, really funny. I don't know why it was so funny, but it was really funny. Because uh, they did one. <laughs> they did one. It was this old man and this old woman. Well, Chris Farley's dressed up as this old woman. And, like, she takes all these, like, to-go menus and, like, she's reading out of the phone book and, like, you know, let's go to this Italian restaurant. Listen to this. You know, uh, they got great pasta and stuff like that. Holy cannoli. So he starts, like, trying to get Adam Sandler to break care, starts rubbing his hand. And I Adam Sandler's that. just going, give me cancer now, God. <laughs> I don't know why, but that was funny, too. I remember doing that. Like, yeah, I remember that. that was, hey, every, but anything from that time period, for sure. You know, every stadium's got their... Stuff they do in their songs, you know, like Mississippi mm-hmm. State. Yep. They got that Alabama, mm-hmm. University of Alabama. What's what's Clint? Doesn't Clemson play? What's their song? Don't they play something coming down? No, what about South down? Carolina? South Carolina does the Sandstorm. They do, yeah, Sandstorm by Derude. We who does Sweet Carolina? A lot of a lot of people do. Like we do Sweet Carolina. A lot of people do Sweet do. Carolina. Yeah. Well, like University of Alabama, they got uh, Sweet Home Alabama, and then they do Dixie Land Delights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was listening to. Uh, Watching that North Dakota State, and they were playing that album song. If you're gonna play in Texas, you gotta have a fill in the band. That's their song. North Dakota State, really? Yeah, because they go to Texas to play in Frisco every year. That's true. That's uh, why they're playing. Okay, yeah, that makes wow, sense. Wow, that's now. that's pretty cool. Jump around, House of Pain for Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I've always yeah. I've always enjoyed that tradition. I've always wanted to go participate. Yeah, jump around. Yeah, it's kind of a rap song from the '90s. You might not know it. It's pretty good. Oh, I know that song. Oh, okay. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Can you sing it? Can you hum a few bars? Uh, foo bars? Hum a few bars. Foo bar? Foo bar. Foo bar. 
So I'll tell you later. You know, let, let's if get you beyond any recognition. Hey, <laughs> he knew what that meant. We've okay. talked about. It. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so let, recommendations. Who wants to start? Um. Well, to no surprise, I'm going to recommend the new Waco um, documentary. It's on Netflix. Three What's part. What's it called? Uh, Waco American Apocalypse. I think, I think is I think, what it's I called. Think you're right. Yeah, that got recommended to me yesterday. Did it on Netflix? Yeah. Uh, a lot of behind the scenes stuff, and it doesn't give the whole leading up to. There's been other documentaries that kind of do that, and docu series that do that. But this is basically from day one of the raid till day fifty three or whatever it was, uh, and just how how messed up the whole entire thing was. So, I recommend it. It's good, good stuff. Branch Davidians, baby. Woo! All right. Go ahead. Good sir. What's your recommendation? Uh, a movie I watched on Netflix called Munich, The Edge of War. Okay. It's a lot about uh, Neville Chamberlain. I thought it made Neville Chamberlain look a lot better than what I thought he was throughout. Is that during the Munich Olympics? No, the Munich Conference. Okay. World War Two. Before World War Two started. When okay. they turned and they let uh, Hitler keep the Sudetenland. Yeah. It was, it was real good. I thought it made um, Chamberlain look a little better mm-hmm. than what I've studied about it through the years. Showed him in a better light. So what? I forgot two more. I'll tell him. I'll tell him at the end. Go ahead. So my recommendation is going to be Avatar: The Last Airbender, the series from Nickelodeon. Great television show. Really? Yeah, it is. It's a good okay. television show. Okay. Good writing. Good acting. Um, it's been terribly misadapted into a live version yeah. by M. Night Shyamalan, but I think another live version is coming soon. Okay. So, but highly recommend that series. Great world building, great mythology, uh, just good story, good heart to it, and it's and it's a nice kind of like escape. Roughly when will this escape episode show. come out? Sometime in April. Well, I, I want to go ahead and throw a, a bonus recommendation out there for anybody listening at this time. Go see the Mario movie. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be fantastic. And you haven't seen it yet. Fun fact. Well, it's not out. Exactly. So, but since it's going to be in April, go see it. Like, there's no way that's not going to be a good movie. So, two more. Both Chris Farley. So, <clears throat> one of one of my other favorite Chris Farley skits is where they do the Japanese game show. You remember yeah. that one? Yeah. Where they end up on the game on the game show, and it's like if you get the can- the answer wrong, they start like cutting their fingers off and stuff. Yep. And and Chris Farley's like, "Oh my God, Martha, call the embassy! Yeah, <laughs> let's get out of here!" And he makes it to the makes it to the final round, and it's Mike Myers is is the Asian game ho- game show host, yeah. right? And he's like, you know, of course he's speaking in Asian, and Chris Farley's character has no idea what it is. Speaking in Asian, well, speaking in <laughs> Japanese. Sorry, speaking in Japanese. And he, and he has no idea what he's talking about, so he's like just trying to you know fuddle his way through. And he's like the very end is like he's asked a question. He goes, uh, or they they get ready to clamp him to to some uh, elect, electrical stuff, yeah, battery or yeah. whatever. And Chris Farley just fuddles through. He's like, no, me, suku, me, siku, and he yeah. goes. Oh no! And he goes through the whole thing. He like mispronounce one word. And they electrocute him at the <laughs> yeah. end. It's hilarious. Yeah. And then the other one is uh, where Chris Farley's at the restaurant, and he orders a coffee. Have you seen this one? Uh-uh. So he orders a Colombian coffee, and it's like a blind taste test. Well, all these people are drinking. It's like, do you know we changed it with decaf? And it's like, oh, I couldn't taste the difference. I yes, taste I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also yeah, it becomes yeah. the him, and it's like. You know, we did have one that kind of ended in a bad way, and it's like a raw footage kind of thing. And he's sitting there, and he's drinking. And it's like, sir, did you know we we uh, changed your coffee with decaffeinated crystal? He's like, what? Yeah, we changed your coffee with decaffeinated crystal. He goes, you son of a. And he just starts, for the love of God. Like they're hitting him with a with a pan, yeah. trying to get him to finally calm down. And then like they go to it at the end, and he's all bandaged up. It's like, how do you feel now? I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> um. I completely lost my train of thought because I had I had one that I was going to throw back out there that that I that I okay oh here's I know what I was going to say one of the most underrated I feel like Chris Farley performances mm-hmm. on television film wherever uh, is it Airheads yeah the movie yeah when he's a cop yeah no 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 he's the mechanic in Airheads which one's he uh, the cop in? well he's not really a cop but he in Black Sheep he gets the cop he gets the cop car. 
No, this is. I think he's. I think he's a cop here. Um, is it Airheads? Is that the name of the movie? Coneheads? No. I'm thinking of Coneheads. No, it's Airheads. He's a he play he plays uh um he's a cop. Let's see. Chris Farley is Officer Wilson, a police officer involved in dealing with the hostage crisis. Okay. Go go and go and watch clips of that movie. Or okay. go watch the movie. Uh freaking amazing. Brendan Fraser, you okay. know, is is stars in that movie along with Steve Buscemi, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley. Um, What's the name of it now? Airheads, nineteen ninety four. I'll check that out. Yeah, have y'all not? Have y'all? I don't you think know, I've seen it. It's um, yeah. What scene are you talking about, though? Middle end where again the hostage situation is going on, and and Chris Farley's being Chris Farley as a cop. Right. Just imagine Chris Farley being Chris Farley as a cop trying to deal with a hostage situation, <laughs> and that's exactly that's that's what it is. An underrated Chris Farley performance. Highly check recommend. It out. Highly recommend. Check it out. Uh, anything else, guys? Uh, I don't think so. I don't even know what episode number this is. Uh, 708. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, it, Possi- it probably is. Possibly. Uh, don't forget, guys, to rate, review, and subscribe. And what that means Please is... Please don't say it like that. That's weird. Go to whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on and simply rate, out of five stars, your experience on this episode. For National Public Radio, I'm Nick Wilson. Thank you for tuning in to talk. Or go home. Thank you. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm on this. Hold on. I want to film this. There we go. There'll be plenty of time for filming later. Got it. I feel like I've just been birthed.